Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 101 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Rob Lambert. Rob began his career as a tester, creating the Social Tester blog, before moving into engineering management. He likes to share his experiences and the lessons he has learned in the hope that others won't repeat them. Rob is also an occasional speaker, an author, and a podcaster. So, Rob, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. So, yeah, you summed it up there. I started my IT career as a software tester. Um, but, you know, truth be told, back in the day, I always wanted to be a film director. I always wanted to write books and scripts and films. So, you know, at some point, I think I got to in my career where I was getting a little bit bored and a little bit jaded and and started the blog. And that was really my sort of journey into the publishing, journey into the speaking, doing keynotes and all the other stuff that comes with that and, and kickstarting podcasts and various different things. So yeah, that's really how I got started. A little bit about me. I live in the wonderful little city of Winchester, which is in Hampshire in England. I'm married. I've got three kids. Basically, life is very, very busy. <laughs> Go to work, come <laughs> home, look after the kids. In the any spare time that I get, I like to write books as we've talked about, drive my little classic Mazda MX-5 through the beautiful British countryside. Yep. And all in all, life's really good, you know? It's, it's, it's great at the moment. I was wondering where you find the time to actually write your books. No, normally <laughs> the time comes from, it's that kind of classic discipline thing where when I'm writing a book, I basically, every lunchtime, you see me in the office just sort of disappear. And I find somewhere quiet to write. Usually it's either a coffee shop or there's a quiet bit in the office. I'll disappear and I'll write for an hour. I'll have a little sort of tool on the laptop that closes everything down, opens up a writing tool, and I just write. And there's one hour a day, you maybe get, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 words out. And over the course of six months to a year, you've got yourself a book. Yeah, it, it does take time and it definitely takes a bit of dedication to manage to do that every day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes I, I went through a stage of sort of waking up at half five in the morning before the kids go up. And spend an hour writing that, but it, it it just wore me out. Yeah, I can imagine. Just absolutely shattered. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't try and write too many books. Probably maybe one every couple of years. I think it is. Okay, so Rob, can you maybe share a unique career tip with the IT career energizer audience? One they might not know and should. So yeah, I think one of the career advice that I don't quite know where I heard this, but at some point in my career, I've heard people talk about trading your freedoms wisely. And it's something that I teach. Um, it, it's something that's part of my sort of standard keynote talks is to encourage people to really sort of stop and think about what freedoms you're trading when you join an organization. I mean, at the most basic level, we're obviously all trading when we go to work, we're trading the freedom of being able to sit in at home all day and watch Netflix. But Kind of you're trading other freedoms, you know, you might have to, in some organizations, follow some rigid process, have to sort of jump through hoops even to log into the systems. You know, you're trading freedoms all the time, you know, from the clothes you've got to wear to the processes you follow, to the people you work with, to the platforms that you actually work on. And I don't think people realize that there are options around this sort of thing and that you have to be very careful about how you choose to trade your freedoms. 
And I think one of the challenges I see in the, the tech industry particularly is people are trading their freedoms and then getting frustrated with the things that they've traded. So they don't like being told what to build. Uh, they're working in uncollaborative environments and various different things. There's lots of different freedoms that we trade. And I always encourage people to really stop and think, do you want to trade those freedoms? And I think the hardest freedoms to trade are those that go completely against your kind of principles and values. And I see this all too often. I mean, I spent a, a year and a half in HR and, and, you know, when you were talking to other HR professionals, you see the same thing is people are burning out and, and they're not burning out from necessarily the number of hours that people are working, but they're burning out because they've traded the wrong freedoms and the company has a different set of principles and values to that individual. So always encourage people to stop, think, is this the kind of company I really want to work for? Do I share the same principles and values? Am I going to be trading something that's super important to me? And if so, you have to think twice about whether that's really where you want to go to. So evaluating your right decision before you make a commitment? Yeah, I think so. I mean, people always say to me, you know, as a consultant, you go into some should we say less than sort of stellar organizations. And there are some really, really talented people working in these companies. And people always say to me, I wonder why people stay there. And the reason is they're getting something from it. There's a reason why they are working there. And their freedoms are clearly being met. So it could be that it's, you know, salary's good or it's location-wise it's good or the project they're working on or just that small team that they're working in are good. And that's the kind of thing that uh, we're sort of exploring really with people is, you know, what is it that keeps you in a business? What is it that attracts you to an organization? And when you're unhappy and when you're feeling like things aren't quite where they should be, are you sure you haven't traded something to go and work in that organization? So it sounds like you're talking about effectively a balance of values between the individual and the company they're working for? Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. I mean, we have to look at, you know, the, the ultimate thing is I've worked with a number of professionals in the past who who just don't want to trade anything. Yeah, they just want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And that's fine. And I always encourage those individuals to not trade any of their freedoms and go and set up their own business. You know, go and work for yourself, go and build your own startup, do your own thing. Uh, the reality is that's not quite as straightforward as most people think it is. But in a sense, yeah, I mean, what we're looking at here is this sort of often a disconnect between what the company's trying to do and what the individual wants to do. And we just have to be very careful when we join an organization that we're, we're not giving away the things that are really, really important to us. Okay, Rob, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I've had quite a few ideas. I could think about this one. And I think really the one that springs to mind is quite a few years back, I I, I got really obsessed with wanting to earn more money. I don't know what it was. For some reason, maybe a stage in my life, a season in my life. And I just felt I was being underpaid. It was one of those bizarre years where I just thought everyone else must be earning more than me. I'm going to try and get some more money. So I made a decision to switch jobs. And I saw a great job, well, it looked like a great job in a large corporate in the defense industry. And the money was much better than what I was on. So I kind of went to the interview. Um, it was a really shiny reception area. They're private rooms, and it was all very glamorous. It was it was pretty impressive. People seemed nice. The role seemed good. The money was better. Um, this being the defense industry, though, meant that I wasn't able to actually see the officers. So all I could see was the reception area, meet a few people. Sounded good. So I went away. Um, I got offered the job, took it. And on day one, I actually opened the doors into the main office and was ushered through by the people that had interviewed me and my heart sank. It was 
one of the probably the most depressing days of my life to see this office. It literally looked like they were closing down the office. There were ceiling tiles hanging down, there were holes in the wall, furniture was all over the place. There was hardly anyone in there. And the people that were in there were literally sat playing solitaire on their computers. Um, it was just so disappointing. I'd given up a good job. I'd waited a few months to get security cleared to go into this job and, and my heart sank. And I lasted around about eight days in the <laughs> right. organization. And and I'll be honest, at least five of those days were spent trying to find out who to hand my notice into. It was just awful. And um, it was interesting when I told my new colleagues, uh, the, the people who I'd only really known for a few days, I said, I'm off. I, I just, this just isn't for me. They actually gave me a round of applause. Uh, and said, well done, you, you have avoided getting sucked into the vortex of working here. And uh, as it happened, I was really lucky. I actually left that pretty much a couple of weeks later, landed a gig that was just brilliant. It sort of set me up for who I am today. In terms of what you learned from that experience, is there anything particular that you've taken forward? Uh, well, there's a few things. Um, firstly, don't ever be driven just by money alone because um, – you know what, it, it never compensates for what can be an awful, awful job in an awful environment. I mean, I don't know what the job was like. I didn't stay around long enough to, to find out. But um, another thing, the second thing, and I always advise this uh, when I when I sort of advise people about career advice and interviews particularly, is always try and get a tour of the office. Now, I know in this circumstance, due to security and various reasons, wasn't able to. But I think whenever you're not given a tour or whenever your your request for a tour of the office is sort of frowned upon or declined for no reason other than, it, you know, that they just don't want to, then I think you have to really think twice about the risks that you're entering into. And again, weigh up whether this is something you want to have a go at or not. And I think really the third thing was is, is again, choose your industries wisely, you know, choose the kind of uh, career that you want some industries the freedoms get taken away more than in others and in this defense industry you know not being able to have a mobile phone in there not be able to get access to anything you know very very secure environment i realized that you know even if the job had been great and the office would have been good i probably just was not the right environment for me and my personality yeah three very good points definitely so moving away from your worst it career moment can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success so yeah, the, the thing I'm most proud of is got to be my time at a company called New Voice Media. So I joined that organization probably around about nine years ago. And I joined as a software tester. I think I was employee number 35 at the time. There was eight of us in the technology team. And we uh, were basically a startup. We just got the first uh, round of investment. I can't remember how much it was, but it, it, it wasn't a great deal in today's investment money. But we were growing. And it was fabulous. We were going from essentially 14-month releases of software, and we scaled that back down to weekly releases, DevOps, Agile, all the good stuff. You know, every buzzword in the IT industry right now, you could label that team and that company at that moment. And for probably about three or four years, we grew 100% year on year. We scaled the business, uh, the engineering team alone, to about 120 people across the UK and Poland. Hired some of the best people in the industry that I've ever worked with. It was fabulous. You know, we have very low recruitment costs, around about sort of 4 to 5%, uh, which is pretty low. And that's because people just went away and said how great it was to come and work there. We very rarely lost anyone, which was great. And everything was just engagement levels were high. Management was good. We were having a brilliant time. It was fabulous. And that was probably my career highlight. It was just such a 
fabulous journey. It was such a great experience to work with so many people to scale a startup. And then it got acquired recently. So, you know, that kind of whole journey's gone in the right direction. And it was just one of those right place, right time, very lucky to have been given that opportunity. And at the same time, learned a huge amount, mostly about myself and kind of my own capabilities. Are there things you've taken forward from that experience as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the biggest learning for me was really the how to become a, a manager. I mean, I started as a tester, uh, very quickly moved into sort of an engineering management role. And there's a few of us, there's two or three of the engineering managers, and we all very, very heavily complimented each other, which was great. And we grew, I mean, interviewing, we interviewed probably four or 500 people across the whole of those seven or eight years, you know, bringing in Agile, scaling Agile, building a team over in Poland, you know, aligning the communications between those two teams. And then towards the end of my career, because the, the sort of numbers were, were so good in terms of engagement and recruitment and retention, I was actually given a great opportunity to jump sideways into HR. So I spent a year and a half um, as a VP in HR within the same organization, trying to bring that same sort of management approach to building teams across other parts of the business. Um, mostly successful, some failures, but you know that was one of those learning opportunities for me. And all of that has allowed me to to essentially go on and and build my current business of consulting with technology companies. Cool. Okay, great. So, Rob, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? What I'm seeing at the moment is is a really, really interesting shift of companies moving more towards respecting the kind of individuals rather than trying to sort of shoehorn everyone into the same sort of role I think what I mean by this is you can go into some organizations where they really don't care who you are or what you're good at. They just want you to come in and fulfill a particular role. And I think what I'm seeing recently is a sort of almost an enlightened leadership and management where people are looking at not only the role that they're looking for, so let's say a developer or a tester or a scrum master, but then also the individual strengths of those individuals that are in that team as well and utilizing that and allowing people to to really sort of thrive in their careers at, at roles that are essentially bigger than the standard developer tester role. And I think it's really, really, really great to see so many organizations really embracing that individual individualness rather than sort of really just literally trying to find a developer to put on a seat, you know, a tester here and a scrum master there, et cetera. And I think it's really great for a number of reasons. Firstly, is people can thrive in what they're actually good at. Uh, I think secondly, the roles become a lot more difficult to define. And I actually, I've always said it, effective employees are incredibly difficult to write job descriptions for because they just do so much stuff. And I think on a personal level for your career, you'll get an opportunity to experiment and try and, and blend your skills together to create a very unique career path for yourself as well. I think it's just a really positive move in the industry right now. So Rob, we're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Yes, let's do it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I'll be honest, I fell into it. Um, I mean, I was long, you're talking a long time ago, just as the internet was actually kicking off, which is a bizarre thing to say right now. Um, but I studied media science at university. Media science was essentially about taking something very, very complex, like a very deep scientific theory, and then being able to communicate that to any audience through any medium at all. It was really the precursor to the internet, which was at the time, I didn't think it was useful, but now it's it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to study. And after that, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I spent probably two or three months working in a snack factory, packing peanuts and uh, <laughs> pork cracklings into bags. 
I mean, I was looking like I was heading down a, a very different path to what I think my parents wanted me to do. And then this job popped up as a software tester for a company called Research Machines. And I took it. Uh, you know, I had nothing else on the on the boil at the time. And I took it and I actually, I just, just loved it. It was brilliant. We were, you know, a young team straight out of university. We were building some cool software for schools and I just fell straight into it. And, and here we are now today. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I haven't received this directly, but it's from a book that I reread every year. And, and pretty much this entire book, you could dip in highlighter pen. It's just a brilliant book. The book's called Growing a Business uh, by Paul Hawken. And it's a pretty old book from sort of like the 80s. It's all about mail order. But once you get past that, there's some absolute gems in there. And the one thing that really stood out for me, which has sort of guided my career for a long time, is a phrase in there that says, a good business has interesting problems and a bad business has boring ones. So for me, it's when I'm looking for roles and my next steps and companies to work with, I look at what problems I'm being asked to solve. And that usually gives you a good indicator as to whether this is a good company or a company that I personally would need to avoid. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would do pretty much exactly the same as I think I have done. And, you know, one thing that stood me in great stead for my career was uh, learning how to do communications, to be able to talk to people, to articulate difficult ideas. So I'd go all the way back and I would learn how to communicate. Businesses operate on relationships, they operate on the ability to help people and to talk to each other and solve problems together. So I would do that. I would learn some technical skill as well because our industry is sadly um, lacking very technical people who can communicate and articulate with non-technical people. And I would do exactly the same. Find a company that's got technical problems and then, and then go in there with your good communication skills and the career is yours. Yep, agreed, definitely. What career objectives are you currently focusing on? So right now, I'm trying to grow my uh, management and consulting business. So I tend to uh, focus on technology leadership and managers that are, that are struggling to grow effective teams. All the stuff we just talked about, the HR stuff, the comms, the strategy, the agile, the releasing regular frequent releases. That's what I'm working on with my own business called Cultivated Management. And I'm also trying to grow my sort of training arm to that. I run communications workshops and various different things that are aligned around building effective and strong management teams. And that's what I'm focusing on at the moment. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Oh, without a doubt, good communication skills. I wrote a book called 10 Behaviours of Effective Employees. Your listeners can grab a free copy at cultivatormanagement.com forward slash 10. And in that book, there's one behavior that stands out above all for me, and that's communication skills, the ability to listen, to write, to uh, communicate complicated ideas, and the ability to build strong relationships, without a doubt, the number one set of skills for me. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. I, I also think sometimes that we forget that communication is a two-way thing. Um, we obviously look at how we communicate effectively from us to somebody else, but often forget the other end of the uh, the equation yeah definitely i mean there's a there's a there's a management uh website called managertools.com and there's two guys that run a podcast and they always say that communication happens in the head of the listener yes and no matter what we think we've done if the person who has received that message has not received it not understood it not digested it not done something with it you have not communicated yeah absolutely 
So, Rob, can you maybe share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Definitely. I mean, the one thing I always say to people is treat people like people. Our world is becoming increasingly closely connected. You're never very more than a, you know, two or three LinkedIn connections away from someone who may or may not have worked with you in the past. Um, and have a, sorry, may have worked with you, but not necessarily had a positive experience with you. So my advice is always just to treat people like people, you know, treat people as you would want to be treated. And if you're a manager or a leader and you're trying to build a team, build the kind of team that you would want to work in. And I think if you do that, I think the world has a great way of coming together to support you in your goals. And I think you'll find it easier to move through your career and move to other companies and progress as you want to. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Best way to find me is at cultivatedmanagement.com. And as I said, your listeners can grab a free copy of the, the book, 10 Behaviours of Effective Employees, by going to cultivatedmanagement.com forward slash 10. And on there, you'll find all my social connections to LinkedIn and Twitter. Rob, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Cheers, Phil. Thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer Community Group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.